Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 70, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I am recording this podcast like six days late than it was supposed to come out. Uh, It's been crazy, and usually I'm on top of these things, but I find when I do solo episodes like this, I don't schedule the recording as well as I do with interviewed podcasts. So apologies, but here we are answering your guys' questions like I promised. Um, It's just a little late, okay? Can't help it. And I was going through the questions, and I had asked for questions about influencer marketing specific, but I appreciate everybody who gave questions even if they weren't related to influencer marketing. And so how I decided that I'm going to answer them is just group some of the questions together that are related to each other rather than having like just random questions being asked because I feel like then it's more beneficial for this episode and then you kind of know what we're going to talk about. Uh, So I'm splitting the questions. I'm picking just a few that are related to each other for this episode and then I will answer the rest in episodes to come. So that's what we're doing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for asking questions. Um, If you do have questions, that you would like answered on this podcast by myself, then um, whenever you see a question box come up, usually ask about once a week, then put your questions in there and they will be answered on the next episode. So today, because I was asking about influencer marketing, um, if people had questions about it, and you guys did, you had questions about lots of things uh, related to marketing, but specifically for influencer stuff. So the, there was a number of questions asked, but the questions that I'm going to answer are related to brand investor ingre- agreements um, and or contracts, as well as creating content for a number of weeks ahead of time. So these, I feel, go hand in hand just because they're related to influencer marketing. <laughs> and as an influencer and doing the influencer stuff or a business, Hiring influencers, uh, the contract and the content are the essential parts of the marketing part of it. So we will start with uh, the contract or agreement. I feel like this is a subjective answer, uh, so feel free to take it how you want. Um, And obviously there are like more intense contracts than others. And depending on what industry you come from, uh, that depends on your the types of contracts you're used to signing and receiving. Because influencer marketing ha- is pretty new, and I feel like people just don't really know what's happening, like I've mentioned in other podcasts. So contracts uh, between influencers and businesses with PR companies in the middle usually are all different. Like it just depends on the people that are giving the contracts for really what is in a contract. But if you are a business wanting to work with influencers uh, or you're just want to understand what a brand ambassadorship looks like or can look like, I will go over that just based on a personal experience throughout the years of different contracts that I've signed, ambassadorships that I've had and like the pros and cons of all of them and what I prefer. So first and foremost, you should always have a contract and it like I'm not a huge contract person which isn't great I just trust people and like you give me your word I gave you your word we should all go through this but obviously that's not how the world works and contracts are essential for everyone to be happy 
or if you're not happy, then there's ways to deal with that. So even if like the minimum agreement is just, this is what we said we're going to do. This is what you said you're going to do. We've signed it. We've agreed upon this. This is the date that it's all going to happen. That is the easiest, simplest contract. And those are what most contracts are when it comes to influencer marketing and the content that's being created. However, uh, they can be much more intense. I've worked with a few brands that have like 15 page contracts that are very, very specific on the terms and conditions of the contract, what you can post, what you can't post, uh, and just goes on and on and on. Those ones I find really intense and unnecessary, but they do cover the grounds for what they are, what the brand wants. So when I... I'm looking for a brand ambassador partnership or some sort of like longer term partnership, uh, which would be like an ambassador rather than just a like one time post influencer, which I find are beneficial for not only the brand and the influencer, but also the audiences of both. Because on Instagram, what people are looking for is authenticity and real life. So if you actually like the product and you're using it more than just once, then um, it looks like you actually like the product, which means you probably do because you've now worked with them for months at a time. So I find that those are the most beneficial for everybody and look the most authentic. So for a brand ambassadorship, obviously it's a agreement between two people and you can decide what you want the ambassadorship to look like. But if you are the small business and you want to reach out to an influencer for an ambassadorship, you have to think about what you really want from it. So are you looking for sales? Are you going to give them a code to sell it? Do you just want them to use the product and then authentically post about it whenever they feel like it? You just have to think about the terms that you initially want. Um, and then once you reach out to the influencer, you can say you're flexible and want to hear their ideas. Or if you have some non-negotiables, like you need one post a month or in your stories once a week, or you have to have these key messages or this hashtag or whatever. As an influencer, I look for ambassadorships that would be the most authentic and that I can see fitting into my life, which is obviously a, it's the influencer's job to be able to tell a business if this will work or not work and not look forced because I've had multiple month contracts with products that were diff more difficult than I thought to incorporate into my content and I thought it was going to be easier and then sometimes it, you just you wouldn't have bought the product or you wouldn't have been posting about it anyways and so it just seems like a struggle however if you have a partnership that you use all the time so for example when I I have uh, Under Armour as an ambassadorship and that one is really easy because I work out all the time uh, and they send me new stuff all the time. And so it, it makes it easy to create the content and then I can just wear it in my everyday life. So it's not a hard partnership to work with. And I really enjoy working with them and there has been no issues. So it's an ongoing, it's been about two, two or three years now. And so that one has worked out really well for me. And based on that ambassadorship, which there was no contract signed, I don't think. When I first started, I think it was just like, do you want to be an ambassador? 
kind of thing, but there's no specific deliverables from either party. However, they send, it's about quarterly where we get a new box of stuff that's coming out, whether it's like a new pair of shoes or they have a new collection coming out or whatever they are working on as a company, get sent to me. And with the email, they give a little background on what the collection is or what they're trying to promote. And then sometimes they'll give an idea. If you do want to post, here's kind of like a question you can ask or answer, or this is the topic that we're looking for or something like that. So it's a little bit of like a content suggestion. However, there's no actual requirement to post and to create a post and there's no follow-up for that. So I think that comes down to a good relationship with the PR company and the influencers. So I still, po I obviously post um, when I get the product. I like taking photos in it. I like wearing it in my everyday life. But I also really like the PR company that I'm working with and the people that I work with and they are nice and friendly and answer questions and you feel like you're friends with them even if you've never met them. So just like anything, if you like somebody, you want to work harder for them. And that's how, like I said, that's how like any relationship in life works. And so if you are putting together a campaign with ambassadors um, and you want it to be long-term, I highly suggest working on the relationship and making sure that both parties are happy with how it is and how it's going forward. Um, especially if you're going to be a little more strict than my ambassadorship with Under Armour and you do want a specific number of posts or key messages, you just need to work with the influencer to allow them to have enough creativity and freedom to feel like they are really incorporating it into their everyday life as a genuine and authentic product or service. So hopefully that made sense. Um, so when that's, so when you're looking for an ambassador and you're the small business, think about what you want and look at the influencer or influencers that you're reaching out to and see how your product or service could integrate into their content. And when you reach out to them, be like, Oh, Hey, I saw that you work out a lot. Um, I would love to send you new shoes once a month. Um, if you like them, I'd love you to post about them. Um, if you don't, then I would really love the feedback kind of thing. If you want a better way to track the ROI, especially if you're a small business, um, and obviously not Under Armour if you're a smaller business, and want actual tangible numbers, um, and or if you are going to be paying influencers for their ambassadorship, then you can give them a code. So you could give like Rachel 10 for my followers to have 10% off. And then you can see how many people are actually using that code. So I just did, for example, I just did campaign with Big Belly Jamboree. If you're following along, you saw that it was about a four month campaign, three or four month campaign. Um, and I was an ambassador for them and they did pay me for the campaign. And I also received commission off of tickets sold through my code. So that was a great deal for me because I was getting paid for the content that I was producing, but then also benefited for the amount of effort that I put in to sell tickets like through my stories or my captions and really making it seem like it was a good option for my followers. And so I had four posts with one, I think it was one story per post. However, I did multiple stories per post as well. And I was able to 
sell more than 20 tickets. So I benefited obviously from that campaign and it was great and the people were great to work with. Um, they did need approval of the post and the caption before just so we had all the right key messages, but it was just a back and forth. It was quick and easy and everything was smooth sailing because we both agreed to it. Uh, there was a contract. I signed a contract that just outlined what they wanted in the creative brief and the deadlines for the posts and how much I was getting paid for. And that went really well. So that's a great partnership in my opinion. The other part of the contract with ambassadors, which is up to you as a business and also up to the influencer, is whether or not you want them to sign an exclusive ambassadorship or contract with you in your industry. So this can potentially cost you more money if you are paying and you want it to be exclusive or you have to be a little more lenient on some other part of the contract to make up for the exclusivity. So whether that's sending more product or having the influencer be a little more creative or doing less posts or something, um, but that means like it's just a non-compete contract and with it in the contract, you have to clearly outline how long the non-compete goes for, um, just so people know. And this isn't a big deal. Like, it, obviously, if you are like a pizza company, you don't want them posting about other pizza companies because that is a direct competition to you, and it would kind of be a weird ambassadorship um, from a consumer's point of view if you're promoting multiple pizza companies, which seems like common sense. Um, but as an influencer who is just creating content and as a normal person who uses more than one brand of things, then it makes sense to not have the non-compete. So it's up to you as a business whether or not you want to put that in there. And just as a side note, because I am currently in a situation, not personally, but I know someone who's in a situation with a contract that was a non-compete, um, but it was broken during the like five, five month contract, I think it was, that was the non-compete. However, the PR company was pretty, they were okay with it. We just needed, like there needed to be an explanation from the influencer point of view. However, the non-compete did say they, the influencer couldn't post um, about other beer companies because they were a beer company. However, they didn't outline specifically which competitors they were talking about. And so if you're very vague with a non-compete, it might not make a difference. So if you do want to add a non-compete, be specific what brands. Um, I have a, a campaign coming up with ColdFX and in their contract they have a non-compete for like two or three months over the contract or yeah over the campaign dates and they specifically say that um competitors include like emergency and advil and whatever other things that are related to cold effects they have them written in there so everyone is very clear the pizza 73 campaign that i just did had no Domino's, no Pizza Hut. They had very specific brands. So you just want to list those out, make it clear for everybody. That's the whole point of the contract. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers the question about ambassadorships and contracts. 
it works out well if everyone is on the same page and is happy with the contract outline. If you're a small business, then sending product to the influencer is the best bet. However, obviously all influencers would like to get paid. So that is up to you to work out with the influencer um, for how much money you can pay them or how much product and then the deliverables that reflect that. And you can just reach out to people, ask them if they are interested in a investorship. And then usually at like the three or six month mark, uh, I would put it in the contract that you have just like a brief review of the ambassadorship just to make sure everyone still likes it and if you have a great ROI or you like their content or you just want to have like a regrouping of what is happening and that's good for both the business and the influencer to make sure that everything is going smoothly. So the second question or related questions that I'm going to answer is about creating the content for a number of weeks and so I will come at it from an influencer point of view based on this like brand ambassadorship and contracts, but then I'll also talk about it from a business point of view because I also create content for all of my clients and their small businesses. So from an influencer perspective for like myself creating all this content, which obviously can also be translated into small business content and just anybody's content on Instagram is first of all being prepared for what you're trying to do. So if you, the easiest way is that you create your content calendar beforehand. And yes, I know it takes a while to sit down and write out captions. You do have to be in somewhat of a like inspired, productive mindset to be able to come up with that many captions, uh, depending on how many times you post a week, but it makes your content shooting way easier. So what I do is I create a content calendar. I don't personally create one as an influencer. However, in my head, I kind of know what I have to be posting about. I have my list of sponsored posts that I have to post. And so that is kind of like my content calendar. And I write them down on an actual piece of paper, or you can put it in your phone if you prefer to do that. Um, I write down what I need to take photos of. So this as a small business would be, you have your content calendar, you've looked at it, and now you need to figure out what types of photos you need to fill in that. So are you having a fall sale? Do you need photos with like leaves and scarves or something? Um, is it a back to school sale? Do you want it with a backpack? Some other sale that you might be having? Do you have a new product coming out? Do you just want to update some of your content and create more of like a cohesive feed? Are you trying to incorporate a certain color? Whatever you're trying to do, write down the types of photos that you're looking for. When I have my client uh, content calendars, I specifically write down the actual poses of people that I want or the types of photos with the people or with the product that I'm looking for. So just so I have different types of photos and you don't kind of, you don't get there and just be like, oh God, like what kind of photos am I going to take? So for example, if I have a fitness studio, I write down, I want two people high-fiving, I want someone drinking water, I want someone putting on their spin shoes, I want someone leaving the spin studio with their bag, very specific things like that. Um, if I am doing a product shot, then I'm like, I need a close-up of this product, I need these two products together, I need a product outside, I need one with flowers, or whatever. Just write it all down so that you are prepared. You kind of have a shot list is what they call it in the official media world. So write your shot list down, 
whether that's for your small business or for yourself. And then if it's just you or just a product, you need to create photos that obviously look different. You don't want it to look like you took all these photos at the same time. And even if you are a product-based company, including lifestyle photos is the way to go on Instagram right now. And so you are basically taking the same types of photos that I would be taking, but you just have super product placement. So when you are getting ready for your photo shoot and the content creation day, you want to pick a location that has different types of locations near it. Yes, you can like drive around the city or drive from place to place, but personally, I just feel like that takes up a lot of time. So I like to pick an area that I can kind of walk to different places. So like downtown is easy. There's different places. Like do you want to be in a coffee shop? Do you want a brick wall? Do you want to be crossing the street? Um, if you are in Calgary and like you can be near the river so then you can go down to the river or a park. Um, sometimes I'll pick like, let's go to Inglewood and let's go to the like white farmhouse thing. Let's go to Rosso. Let's go to the park that's near the water kind of thing. So just pick an area where you can have like two or three different locations to switch it up, have different outfits um, to go along with the different locations, have different props, obviously have different products if you're product-based. And if you are a product-based small business, um, you would you should take photos that don't just have the product in it. So this really gives you a variety of lifestyle content. If you have the same types of photos, but they don't necessarily have the, the product in it just to, so it's not so salesy on your Instagram. So you plan that out if you are taking it for yourself and you're gonna be in all these photos. Um, I always do it the night before and I lay out the outfits that I have so that I know exactly like which outfit I was thinking for which content. And usually when I'm picking out these outfits, I look at my feed and try to decide like what kind of outfits I am missing or I haven't taken for a while because I'm using just like my clothes and it's really hard not to just pick the clothes that are my favorite because I wear them all the time, which means I probably had a photo in it not very long ago. So I have to pick different types of outfits that I haven't worn for the last like few photo shoots to switch things up. This also should include the type, the, the color scheme that you're going through. So today I did a photo shoot and I want to start incorporating more blue into my feed. So I brought a blue sweater, I brought a blue t-shirt, and that's kind of how you can do that as well. So really think about what you want to shoot. Uh, like I said, the props, I brought donuts today for a photo, um, but whatever, whatever it is you need. When I have sponsored posts, obviously I have to bring whatever product I am sponsoring or have to create some sort of setup pose to relate to the specific sponsored post. So that is how I plan all my content to be created. And then when I actually get to the photo shoot, um, if you're hiring a photographer, then obviously you give them the set list and tell them what you're looking for. If you are taking the photos with like a friend or family, which is what I do, I have the list with me and just make sure that I cover all of the photos that I was going for. So to sum that up, Hopefully I didn't just like ramble forever. If you have questions, obviously let me know. But to sum it up, if you're creating content, if you're batching your content creation, which is what I recommend to everybody because it takes up way less time. It also makes all your photos look similar because you're using like similar lighting. 
which is good for like a cohesive feed. Um, you should plan for about a two or three hour photo shoot and be ready to take tons of photos. And the more photos, the better. You want to take different angles because you don't want just your feed. I sometimes struggle with it. A lot of my photos that I like, I have like one pose, one angle, one like that's how far away I am from the cameras, all very similar. And then on my feed, it actually just look, it looks silly. If it's like the same thing all in a row, like personally in my like aesthetic look, I like to have different angles and close up far away just to switch things up and so it doesn't all look the same. So you have to be very aware of that when you're taking the photos, especially if you are a business and have a product, you can get caught up in just taking the same types of photos because you don't have much to work with, but you need to get a little creative and take it from different angles and take different photos so that it looks good on your feed. And that is how I create multiple weeks of content. When you're starting out, like if you're a small business and you are just starting up your Instagram or you just want it to make it better, you do have to work a little harder and take a lot more photos at the first few shoots so that you have a collection of photos that you can go back to and you can start reusing from specific photo shoots later on down the line. Um, I have literally thousands and thousands of photos of me and I try not to go too far back in my photos, but I can go probably like two months if the weather is still the same. Uh, two months back if I am looking just for like a specific color or type of photo or I'm just tired of the photos that I currently have So yeah, you want to have a collection of photos that you can fall back on But that is how you create lots of content. You just have to be prepared. That's really all it is You're prepared. You know what you need to shoot and you are taking the time to do it all at the same time so that is a quick episode I always try to make these short, but I always end up rambling for some reason so Hopefully that it made sense. Contracts, content, uh, those are what ambassadorship is for products. Uh, so that is the end of this episode. If you are interested in the content creation side, I do have my Level Up Your Instagram course online. I will link it in the show notes below. We cover all of that and more about creating content and how I do it and what I suggest for small businesses. So if you're interested, the link is in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.